You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. All right, all right, all right. Impact, you guys go ahead and uh, take a seat. Here we go. Okay. Did anybody uh, like that Need to Breathe, Need to Breathe fans in here? Woo, yeah! Wonderful. Guys, we are so excited y'all are here hanging out with us tonight in this group life series. This is week one of it. Hey, if it's your first time to Impact, we want to say welcome. Hope you had a wonderful time so far. We got a great night planned for y'all. Be sure after the message in the last couple of songs, y'all stick around up front so you can figure out where you're going to your group. Hey, and shout out to some of y'all, especially the high schoolers. I met like five or six new students already. Uh, one girl, her name is actually Heaven Backwards. I'm like, that's really awesome. That's really, really cool. Yeah. I'm not going to try and say it because I'm going to mess it up. But, hey, thank you guys so much all for coming. It's, it's uh, great having you all here in group life. Now, I got to share, share with you guys something that happened last Friday. Last Friday was a really big day for me. Uh, I went to AT&T, and I got a new cell phone. Yeah, all right. I know, that's exciting. Like, you guys would appreciate that. And I say it's like a big day for me because I actually got a new cell phone, like brand new cell phone. Because, see, since Whitney and I had Iris, like, I filled up my old phone with every picture and every video I possibly could have heard to a point where my phone just froze. Like, it's not doing anything else. And I said, well, I need a new phone. Hey, guys, listen, this is about six months ago. And my dad said, hey, yeah, I got, you need a phone? I, I got a, a, a phone. There's nothing wrong with it. And I said, Dad, well, I didn't ask you if something was wrong with the phone, but, you know, he said, oh, it's perfect. It's in great shape. It's going to work great. And I was like, well, anytime somebody tells y'all that it's perfect, there's nothing wrong with it, before you even see it or buy it, like, that's the first thing out of their mouth. Hey, yeah, you want some shoes? They're perfect. They're brand new. No, no, they're probably not, right? Let's just be honest here with this. So I used this phone for my dad for probably about six months. It was a loaner phone, and it did not work well. Like, I would be going in the GPS somewhere. Have y'all ever done this before? All of a sudden, my phone would go from like 79% battery to 2% battery. And I'm like, oh, crud. Like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And if my phone dies, I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't have my car charger. And, yeah, that's not a good situation to be in. Or if you're talking on the phone to somebody and they're sharing something going on in their life, and this is really bad. This happened. And, and I was talking to one of my guys, and he's like, yeah, you know, like I'm really struggling. I don't really know what to do right now uh, with this situation in life. What do you think? My phone just goes dies and I was like oh no and my phone was so bad it was super old like that it would take 10 minutes to turn back on so I probably lost that friendship but no worries guys I got a new phone now which is great and we went to the phone store in High Point and I am so bad with technology I went in there trying to ask them questions about new phones and I was like yeah uh what's the new iPhone 10XZ or something like and they were like what? And my mom even knew, like, the right name for the phone. And I was like, oh, this is really, really bad. And they tried to educate me with some things on phones because I don't know much about it. And they started to talk about the purpose of the iPhone. And I was like, what? I mean, you have all these options and all these apps. You guys know any apps on the phone? No? Okay, why don't you guys, why don't you guys shout some out for me? Snapchat. Fortnite. Instagram. The Gram. Thug Life? Is that what you said? What, what is it? Roadblocks? Okay, roadblocks. Drivers. Hey, high schoolers, you guys know about Waze? Yeah, Waze, that's pretty good. Yeah, okay. 
All right, that's wonderful. Yeah, ESPN, fantasy football, Minecraft. Thank you. Perfect. Okay, good stuff. Hey, now listen. My point amidst, amidst all this craziness and everybody shouting out things, I love it. You guys are wonderful. Is the fact that the phone is not really meant what it was meant anymore, like what it was used to be meant for. Right nowadays, we have every single thing you could possibly want on a phone. Isn't that about true, y'all? Yeah, and that's why we're, we're on our phones all the time. And guys, the reality is, like, I was sitting in the store, and I'm like, goodness gracious, this iPhone, like, scans your face? I'm like, that's, like, kind of crazy. I feel like I'm, like, selling my soul or something here for this phone. Like, this is not good. All these things, I'm like, what is the purpose of a phone? The purpose of a phone is just to communicate with somebody. You know, the first car phone was, like, in 1983. Do y'all know that? And now look how crazy it's gotten since then. But... Even crazier about this new iPhone is, I guess they've had it for the last three or four years, is Siri. Y'all know about Siri. Siri's like the genie in a bottle, like, except for you don't really get wishes. They, she just kind of tells you everything that you could possibly want. Like, I was asking Siri questions like, wow, last night. I asked Siri, leaders, y'all would appreciate this. I said, Siri, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? Because you guys, you guys remember the, the commercial, and I actually saw it back like a few weeks ago. It says, it's that little guy, he's like, Mr. Owl. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? I sound like I'm British, so I'm sorry. I'm not that good with that. But, and he's, he's like, a one, a two, a, a three, you know? That's like the count from Sesame Street, too. I'm sorry, guys. But, yeah, it was three. I thought it was three licks. Well, according to Siri, it's 3,461. And I asked her that, and before I even got done breathing, they told me what the answer was. I was like, Siri does all these things? It's crazy. And my wife, I love this. My, my uh, wonderful pregnant wife, Whitney, after I asked that question, Whitney wants to ask Siri a question. And Whitney says, hey, Siri, do you fart? <laughs> I love pregnant Whitney. It's so much fun, you know. And Siri said, uh, I am not allowed to answer that question. <laughs> and Whitney said, oh, Siri, you know you do fart. You're just embarrassed. And I'm like, okay, that's great. And I went a little bit deeper with Siri. I, I'm not as funny as, as my wife is, clearly. And I said, well, okay, let's, let's have some fun here, Siri. I said, Siri, what is your purpose? And Siri responded back, to help you. You can ask me whatever you want, and I will do the best I can to find you an answer. So then I went again, and I said, all right, this is wonderful. We're on somewhere. I said, Siri, what is my purpose? You know what Siri said back? Two words, interesting question, period. It's like, Siri, it's like a magic eight ball or something. This is terrible. And I realized something, guys. I think somewhere along the way, like, the phone has lost its purpose. We use it for everything now. You know, and it's good. And a lot of the stuff that we do with phones and social media, that stuff is great. It's very helpful to communicate and stay in touch. Some of it is too much. But I think for us, when it comes to our purpose in life, Hey, listen, if you're here, and if it's your first time ever to church, ever hearing about Jesus, man, we're so glad you're here. We hope you have a wonderful time tonight. Or if you're here, and you've been walking with Jesus for, you know, a year, or since big stuff, or since last summer, whatever it is, we're glad you're here. And you might be here, and you say, well, I don't want anything to do with God, but I'm here because my mom makes me come. That's, that's great. We're glad you're here, too, and bless your mother. But the fact of the matter, guys, is this. Our purpose in life for all of us as human beings is to have a relationship with God through Jesus. I'm going to say it again, guys. Our purpose, I don't care if you're in sixth grade, I don't care if you're in ninth grade, I don't care if you're a leader, I don't care if you are a pregnant, hot mama. Your purpose in life, okay, Whitney, and for all of us in here, hopefully nobody else is pregnant. The purpose in life is this, 
Point blank period, guys. Your purpose is to have a relationship with God through Jesus. It's for all of us. And sometimes we lose sight of this. So what we want to do in this series is we want to talk about why we circle up and why we do small groups. Because you guys know we do small groups every Wednesday from 8 to 8.30. And once a quarter, we do these things called small group experiences. We encourage y'all to go and to hang out outside of the church and to do something fun and just build relationships. And why do we do that? Because, guys, it is so important for us not to lose sight of the purpose of small groups. Okay, stay with me. Stay with me here, guys, because our purpose is to have a relationship with God through Jesus. So true. You know the best way we can do that? Everybody in here? It's this right here. We can do life together. Hey, Christians, hey, if you follow Jesus, you should be doing life with other people who are trying to help you on your walk with Jesus. You should. If you're still not really sure about this whole church thing, you should be doing life with people who can help you figure out what you believe and where you are in your relationship with God. That's why we do small groups. And if we're going to be really and truly and like, like seriously honest tonight, the fact is we do life together. You know why? Because we need one another. We all do. Just like need to breathe. Brother, you be my help. We need one another, y'all. We need brothers. We need sisters. We need friends. We need family. And here at Impact, your small group is your family. So, guys, when you have that small group time from 8 to 8.30, it is about doing life together, being open, being real, being honest with stuff that you're struggling with in your life, with things where you're like, I don't really know how I'm going to get through this, but, hey, can you pray for me with this? When you get an A-plus on your test, yeah, share that. Talk about it. Celebrate it. That's awesome. When you get a 17, you might need to say, hey, can you help me with my Spanish? <laughs> because I'm not too good with this right now. Guys, we do life together. We need one another because walking a Christian journey in middle school or high school is very scary and is very lonely by yourself. So what we're going to talk about tonight and next week and the following week is how do we do this? How do we do life together? Why do we need one another? And first, I really want to challenge you guys tonight when it comes to doing life with each other by looking at Jesus' story. You guys all know the story of Jesus, but hey, I want to ask you a question. Do you guys know he was actually in a small group? Yeah. Some of you guys are like, oh my goodness, was he really? Was Jesus like that annoying kid that talks the whole time in small group time? Or like passes gas or something the whole time no probably not right probably not he's not the kid that like runs into the wall the whole time that's not that wasn't Jesus right guys Jesus actually led a small group and we're gonna go and see when he first picked out his original small group we're gonna jump to the book of Mark guys Mark is one of the gospels and we're gonna go to Mark chapter 3 and we're gonna see how Jesus first calls his small group anybody have a guess or a gander of who this small group might be it, there were 12 in there let me give you all a hint what is it? That's right, bro. The disciples. Absolutely. Guys, it is his disciples. And Jesus was almost like the small group leader for these 12 disciples. So check this out, guys. Stay with us here. Hey, listen, if you're in high school, if you're a senior, right, it's awesome having y'all here. And I really want to encourage y'all in this because just because you're a senior, and if you guys might miss impact sometimes, you have something going on, I really want to encourage and challenge y'all to never, ever get away from your group. Okay? That's very, very important. If you're in eighth grade, and you might miss impact sometimes because you're in season. You might have basketball or football or, or baseball or volleyball or soccer, whatever it is. 
Guys, do not lose touch with your small group because that's where we really and truly need one another. We're going to talk more about that soon, though. But here, guys, Mark chapter 3, verse 13. This is when Jesus gets his small group together. It says, Jesus climbed a mountain and invited those he wanted with him. They climbed together. I love it. He's climbing a mountain, and he's, like, picking people to come with him. I think when I'm climbing a mountain, I'm like, let me not die, please. But, okay, let's keep going to the next one. And this is really cool. Jesus settled on 12, and he designated them apostles. The plan was that they would be with him. Hold on. You might say, well, hold on. Weren't, weren't the disciples like the guys who went out, and they— prayed over people and they healed people and they spread the gospel yeah that's true well aren't the disciples the reason like we're here like I don't I I don't really understand it like those guys were the ones who spread Jesus's life to the whole world that's true absolutely but the first thing they had to do and the plan that Jesus had originally before he could send them out and do anything with Christianity Christianity wasn't even around then. It was actually known as the way the plan was that these disciples his small group would be what We'll be with them. I love that. And he keeps going. Mark says, and he would send them out to proclaim the word and give them authority to banish demons. <sighs> I'd love to be able to banish some demons. Wouldn't that be cool? But guys, that's, that's a great verse, and we cruise past it all the time. But first, so important for us to know, Jesus Christ himself, the Son of God, he says, before anything else, Disciples, you want to follow me? Let's keep climbing this mountain. This is awesome. This is great. I love this. But hey, before we do something else, you need to be with me. I want you to spend time with me. I want to build relationships with you. I want to get to know you. I want you to know me. I want you guys to get to know each other. Because before y'all can do anything, you got to have those relationships and connections with each other. Y'all, that's fascinating stuff. Because if Jesus Christ, if he needed to actually know people and know his small group, and he's the son of God. You know, if he was dependent on these guys and he wanted them to know it was so important to do life with each other, I look at myself and I say, well, man, I better be sure that I'm doing the same thing in my life because I am not as powerful as Jesus whatsoever. And he had people that had to go with him. Y'all, the first thing Jesus really wanted to do with his disciples was not heal, was not proclaim the word, was not talk about heaven. It was to spend time with them. Y'all think about this. In your small group, when you guys go back there tonight at 8 o'clock, and some of you guys are running around going crazy in there, and high schoolers, y'all are like, yeah, that's what sixth graders do. Well, I've been in some junior, senior high school guy groups. They kind of do the same thing too. So middle schoolers, take it easy. Guys, the fact is, though, we got to spend time with each other and build these relationships. And the biggest reason why yeah, Jesus set the example. Jesus spent time with his 12 disciples, but it's bigger than that. Not just Jesus, but if you guys look back to Genesis, and the first man ever was a guy by the name of Adam. And Adam was walking around. Adam had everything he needed except for somebody to share it with. So God created his lady, Eve, and then he was finally, he was fulfilled, right? Guys, big idea, big picture, big walkway for now is this. We are made to do life together that's how we're made like if you guys would see like Woody or Buzz's foot and it says like Andy on the bottom of it don't act like y'all are too cool for Toy Story 
All right, that, that's going to break my heart. And then you see like Andy, and then it says like made in China. Hey, yours would probably say like made in heaven, and then it would be like, hey, guess what? Made to do life together. Y'all, we're not supposed to be by ourselves. We're not, and I know some of you guys might be out here, and you might like, well, I'm in a small group. I don't really like my small group. I don't even know if like my leader really likes me that much. He texts me, but I never really respond. I feel like he just does it because he has to, you know, and like the other students don't really talk to me. Hey, listen, if you feel like right now you are on an island by yourself in your small group, I want to challenge you and encourage you to try and have a one-on-one conversation with your small group leader later on tonight. Not right now, right? Not in front of your whole group, but later on, just one-on-one and just talk about ways that you feel like you could get more connected in that group. Because y'all, that's how we're made. We're made to do life together. If you're sitting out here right now and you might say, well, uh, you know, I have a great small group and I have a great relationship with everybody in my group and we talk all the time and we talk about all these girls and all these problems and all this. Well, I'm like, hold on. Okay, that's great. I'm glad you guys are friends. But remember, we have to build each other up. Okay, that's the goal for group time. We're made to do life together and journey this Christian walk with each other. Because if you're by yourself, guys, it's going to be scary. It's going to be lonely and it's not going to really be that fun. So if you're sitting here and you're like, it's my first time to impact, don't worry. A little bit, we're going to get you connected with a small group. And guys, we want you to do life with that group. I want to share uh, something from a few years ago. I was out in Denver, Colorado. Anybody ever been to Denver, Colorado before? No, yes, Rachel has. Wonderful. Guys, they had these really big mountains. They're known as the Rocky Mountains. right? And I went out there, and it's my uh, older brother, Tim. My sister-in-law, Julie, and uh, my beautiful fiance I think, at the time, right before we got engaged, there's Whitney. She's laughing about something, obviously, right? Just beautiful. And we had a lot of fun out there in the mountains, okay? But I went hiking one day. And I don't know if you all ever been to Denver. Rachel, you have. And what's crazy about Denver is the altitude. If you've ever been up, like, in any mountains and, like, you try and go for a walk or go for a run or, like, try and do something that's different than what you would normally do down here. Like, any form of exercise, what happens to you? You get tired. Yeah. You get winded. You get exhausted. Like, you don't have as much energy. And I remember this morning I woke up, and me and my brother were going hiking. And Tim's a little bit older than me. We're really competitive, and we've always, like, gone back and forth with stuff. And Tim says, hey, man, we're going to the Rockies today. And I was like, all right, dude, cool. I'm really excited about this. He's like, yeah, you know, be sure you eat a big breakfast because it's going to be really draining. And I said, okay, uh, let's do it. And I get ready to eat breakfast, and I think, like, bacon, eggs, some biscuits, you know, maybe some gravy, maybe some sweet tea or something, too. Like, make it really, really nice and delicious, like, fill me up. And I come down for breakfast, and he's got, like, some, uh, like, organic flaxseed bread. And I'm like, what is this? And he has almond butter and some honey. And I'm like, Tim. I know you live out in Denver, dude, but, like, is this a joke? Like, where's the real food? Like, I, we're getting ready to go on a hike. I'm going to be ravished out there. I need to have some food. And he's like, oh, you talking about, man, this is great. This is healthy. This is natural. And I'm like, all right, uh, hippie boy, that sounds good. But so what we decided to do, I had one piece of bread, one piece, and I was ready to go. Now, the Rocky Mountains are funny because you see them like they're right there, and you think it takes about 20 minutes to get there, but it takes about an hour and a half to get there. That's just how big they are. So we got in the car, and we started driving. And, dude, by the time I got there, I was so hungry and ready for food that I was like, I got to get some food. I'm not going to be able to make it. 
well, you're in the middle of the Rockies. You can't get food anywhere. And we decided right then and there that we were going to do a little hike. We're going to climb a mountain. Now, this was not like a huge Mount Everest mountain, but it, it was a pretty big mountain. It was a pretty big trek. And I started walking, and it was probably a two-and-a-half-hour walk. It's a long time with the altitude, not really having breakfast. I didn't even bring my Nalgene of water. I didn't have a cliff bar. Like, he was fully prepared, and he thought it was hilarious that I was, like, dragging, like, limping along the way, dude. Like, I'm dying here, Tim. And halfway through, I was like, dude, I'm done. I just don't want to go anymore. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, I'm not going to keep going. I'm finished. I don't have the energy to do it. So my older brother encouraged me, shared his water with me. Don't worry, we use separate straws, y'all. He gave me some of his cliff bar, and we were able to go, and we did this hike together. And y'all might be like, oh, that's really like kind of oh, corny, cheesy, whatever you want to call it. See, for me, I would have quit right in the middle of that hike. Like, I was ready to go back and go to Burger King and get like a Whopper, double, double Whopper with cheese, and like call it a day, you know. But Tim was like, come on, you got this. You got this. Come on. Keep going. Keep going. I got you. Have some water. Have a cliff bar. Let's keep moving. And he carried me through it, and I was able to go. Now, for you guys, I don't, you're probably not climbing a mountain right now. You're probably not getting ready to go to Appalachian. If you are, good for you. Enjoy the fall leaves. But I bet you right now in your life, you're climbing something. And you probably have something that is so heavy in your life that you don't know how you're going to make it through by yourself. You don't know how you're going to face this thing. You don't know what you're going to do. So my question for you is right now, impact, middle schoolers, high school students, leaders, what's your climb? What is it right now that is in the back of your mind that you're like, I don't know how I'm going to face this thing. I don't know how I'm going to get there. It could be school. It could be a situation with your parents or your family. It could be a situation with uh, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend. It could be something with your own health. You know, it could be something with one of your friends. You have something that is so heavy, it could be college, it could be getting a job, it could be the future, that you just feel like, I cannot get there and climb and do this by myself. I'm not going to be able to do it. Hey, and I want to tell you something. I'm going to be completely honest with you all. Can I be honest with you all? If you try and do it by yourself, you probably won't be able to. I don't want you to go home and be like, Mom, you pastor told me that I can't do anything. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying, but... If you try and climb whatever it is you're facing right now by yourself, when Jesus himself surrounded himself with 12 disciples, and we were made to live and do life together, if you try and do life and do your mountain and do your climb by yourself, it's going to be rough. It's going to be very, 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 very challenging. So I want to encourage you, guys, look at the group around you in small group time. Some of y'all might have a group right now where you can easily Circle up with some of those guys that you're in group with. Hey, high schoolers, fellas, we could be honest tonight and say, I'm going to be real about something that I'm struggling with in life, and I need some help. My parents are about to get a divorce, and I, don't, I never even sleep at night. I don't know how to handle it. Or girls, y'all could be completely honest about, you know, worrying so much about the relationship that you're in, and you feel like you're with the wrong person, but you don't know how to break up with them because your families are so close together. Like, that's not a good situation at all. And you don't really have anybody else to talk to. Y'all, we do small groups so that you can do life with these people. So you can climb together. Hey, I want to challenge y'all tonight. Think about how you can climb with each other in your group. And the next question here is this. Instead of it being just about you and your climb, how can you support and help 
and help carry and help encourage and help lead one another on their climb. Hey, in y'all small groups, you don't have to answer this, but do you guys know what the other people in that group are struggling with? Some of y'all are just like, no. Hey, y'all, the reason we do groups is so we can do life together and we can help carry one another and we can help climb with each other. Because y'all, I promise you, you're going to have a lot of mountains and I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to help you. The people in that group that you meet with here in about 15, 20 minutes, y'all, they are there to help you on your climb. So let them help you. And even better, flip it, and how are you going to support them? Hey, if you're not really ready to be completely open and completely honest with the people in your group tonight, that's okay. You have to do that. But I bet you, even a better challenge would be this. I bet you you have one or two people in there that you could be real with. I bet you got a small group leader here who loves you so much that they're here every single Wednesday just to build a relationship with you. And they would love to help you with your climb. But are you going to give them a chance? Hey, high schoolers, this is big for y'all. I keep hitting you guys with this, but y'all are climbing so much right now, and you're going to be going through so much in college, so much in the workplace, so much with next steps. The relationships you have right now, don't take them for granted. Because you guys need to really and truly try and support and do life with each other there. That's the best way to do it. So hopefully, guys, you'll take a little bit of that tonight in small group time and have fun. Get to know one another. Do life with one another. But don't you dare climb whatever mountain you're about to face right now by yourself. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all these students, all these middle schoolers and high schoolers, God, and uh, just their passion for life right now. It's awesome. It's so cool to see, God, what you're doing in their lives, just talking with them and interacting with them and just hearing the stories about these small groups. And how they're there for each other and helping each other. That's awesome. God, I pray for these students tonight. I pray for the middle school guy right now who's going through a hard time with a temptation and with a struggle. And he doesn't know how to handle it and what to do. God, please help him to step up and be able to climb with other people in his group tonight. Help him to have that conversation with his leader. And I pray for the middle school girls who are struggling with their identity. Struggling with bullying. Struggling with things that are so heavy and so real. They don't know what to do. God, please help them to know that the people in that group with them are there to help them on their journey help us God to be brave help us to be courageous I pray for the high schoolers man we love our high schoolers and we're so grateful for them but I pray that they can have that courage to step out of the box and be real and be open and be honest with their leader or with another person in their group and they can encourage and climb with one another God we were made to do life with each other Please help us to take the most advantage that we possibly can with that right here, right now. Father, we love you. Thank you for your son Jesus and the example he set with his group of disciples. It's in his name we pray tonight. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.